1: Fan. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to have a little bit of a different show, but we're going to get straight to the Lord in prayer here real fast. And then, we'll I'll explain it all to you. How's that? For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for being such a loving God to all of us. Father, we just thank you for that love, that agape love, new grace in your mercy. Father, we do ask for your protection over us. Comfort those right now who are hurting and those who have suffered such great loss of friends and loved ones. Wake up your people, Abba Father, I pray. Grant us wisdom and courage. May we be your bold troubadours and soldiers for truth and for justice, for your righteousness. Again, Father, We thank you and we praise you for such a time as this, I pray in Jesus' name. Today's show is going to be just slightly different. We've not shared an audio podcast with you before over the air. If we did, it's been so long ago I don't remember. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure we have not. But during this second segment, we're going to do that. There was a mass shooting in a small town of Maine last evening. So far, I believe it's 16 killed and dozens have been injured. But I first, when I first saw that breaking news, and they weren't sure whether there was a one gunman or more than one. Now it seems to be just one. I thought, is it starting? At this moment, we are at the highest risk of terror and violence in the nation since 9-11. And it would appear many of these on leadership, those who are in leadership, completely ignore it. We'll talk about Maine more later in the show, as well as other ongoing news. There's always something. So just hang on, okay? Never again. Always remember. We will never forget. Claire Clark, we call, Carter, excuse me, we call her CC is a long-time talk media host, commentator, and director and founder of the Good For You Network, an internet venture that provides news and information that is good for you, good things for you to know about, and affects most aspects of our well-being. All kinds of different topics there. She's created two compelling short-form podcasts about 9-11 as we mourn the 22nd anniversary of the appalling tragic act. In America, Cece, I welcome you to CSC Talk Radio. How are you today?
2: Well, I am very pleased to be with you. Obviously, it's a sobering time.
1: It is. I just
2: finished listening to the Governor Janet Mills of Maine, Mm -hmm. and she said it's hard to think about healing when our hearts are broken. We need to wrap our arms around one another, offer comfort and love. And I would say to you that was part of why I wrote, recorded, produced and directed Never Again Should There Be a 9-11, which we posted to YouTube right before, a couple of days before. I wanted to honor and remember all those who died, all those who survived, and most importantly as well, all those whose lives will never be the same because once you've gone through trauma, you live with it, you are changed in some way and you have to learn to go through it and grow through it. But mm-hmm. nobody would ever volunteer to go through something like that. So oh, that's it's just really horrific. our hearts are going out to everybody affected. It means our hearts going out never again should there be a 9-11. Um, there are some things in that audio podcast that are very relevant to what's going on today.
1: Absolutely, I listened to it again this morning. CC, you know, I, I'm going to introduce us to you because I I assume you have never heard of CC Talk Radio. <laughs> C-S-C, I I said your name. CSC Talk Radio. But we're out yeah. here in the heartland. We're just a little network out here in the heartland of America, reaching out to all America. I'm kind of like, I consider myself the mom. I raised five children and I, and I consider myself kind of the mom. But we're not the basket of deplorables, but we do think that we are the uh, breadbasket. All the hardworking Americans out here. And I'm not just talking about farmers and ranchers. I'm talking about everyone. And I'm sure you agree on that. Um, I like the way you put the uh, podcast together. You're, you did such a, a great job of, of doing that and speaking it in audio. I I really like the way that you presented it one question after another in a certain spot. And I think that's it. We have questions, you know. And it seems like right now Americans aren't allowed to question things. <laughs> but we do have questions. And it is our job. It is our duty to question what's happened um, whether no, it's, it's a tragedy like this or something that. else. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, it's interesting you should say that. You use the word common sense. Since um, the sermon that I listened to the Sunday after 9 11, I walked out of my neighborhood in downtown New York. I was personally mm-hmm. affected, like a war zone. And the sermon was called Making Sense of the Senseless. And the person officiating said, We owe it to those who died. To not allow them to have died in vain, we must do it in their name. And in the when you watch Never Again, should there be a nine eleven? I thought, what image? How do you convey when I say making sense of the senseless? And there was a woman. (laughs) It's an iconic image of Marcy Borders, covered in dust like a statue.
1: I saw and
2: making sense of the senseless. And so, you know, common. What do we have in common? We have in common our humanity. That's what we have in common. You know, people <laughs> wanting to live good lives, live lives of love, You know that spiritually love is more powerful than hate. And love never underestimates the power of love. But in Never Again Should There Be a nine eleven. I wanted to address what could we do to prevent something like that from happening again? Newsweek magazine wrote an article, an investigative piece. It's very worth reading. It's called The Road to 9-11 all the ways that 9-11 could have been thwarted and weren't. So they said, quote, in the end, our security agencies flat out failed to do their job. And that it's important for people to be held accountable, because when people aren't held accountable, it's dangerous. So who lost their jobs, whether it was at the CIA, the FBI, the Bush administration, the Clinton administration before and so there are parallels to what's going on right now in the Middle East. We count on national security. So that was one area that was very important that's within never again should there be a 9-11. And the other thing that is also very important is I lived through that really poor air quality in downtown New York, and we were told that the air was safe to breathe. And <laughs> years later, Christy Whitman, who was then head of the Environmental Protection Agency, said, We did the best with what we knew at the time. And so I addressed that. And it's like, there was nothing at the time that would have said the air is safe. If you don't know how unsafe it is, they could have exercising caution said, We advise pregnant women and children and the elderly and people with respiratory diseases. But if you can't breathe the air without a mask, I'd never worn a mask before. And I can tell you two days later, you could not breathe outside without a mask. So there was that to address. And the other area was that buildings were built with only three stairwells. And I didn't know that until the year before, on the 21st anniversary. And why would they build? Who had the gall, I write, to build buildings with only three stairwells for a building that tall? So there were so many things within this piece that we can still learn from, and we need to learn from it, and we also need to come together.
1: Yes, we do, and we're headed into a break. I wanted to add, too, in the past I have had a group of engineers on that they study this, and they build these buildings, and they said they should not have gone down like they did, and there's just questions, and we need to ask them, but we need to demand answers. It's we the people It's consent of the governed. We're the ones in danger. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Cece. And when we come back, we are going to play the audio of her podcast. And I think you will just sit back. And I don't know if I can say enjoy, but sit back and listen. We'll be right back. MyPillow Towel Set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code Bethann, or call at 8 one 978 9 6168 That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and I am interviewing CC, and she has done this podcast called "Never Again Should There Be a Nine 11 So sit back; we're going to play that for you now, and it's uh, it's about it's several minutes long, and then we'll come back with CC and we'll talk about it. So sit back and uh, listen up.
3: The husband calls his wife to say, I love you. Save this message your whole life. All he had was his phone. He knew he wasn't going to make it home to his family. There was no way he and others could flee. So much smoke, you could not see the way out. It certainly was not clear. Too many overwhelmed by dust, debris, and fear. Life so precious and dear. Help is on the way, is what they needed to hear. The first responders were terrific, but what they faced was horrific. They went up flights of stairs to save others, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers. They're trained to lay down their own life for a stranger, never thinking about the extent of the danger. Would some lives have been spared if security hadn't announced tower two is secure it's safe to go back they were not imagining another plane another attack there were those coming down the stairs who did choose to turn around others told by office mates no need to leave so for all of them we continue to grieve why couldn't the twin towers withstand the attack Were structural design flaws a fact? Who in charge had the gall to approve only three stairwells for a building that tall? How do you justify that call? It would leave more real estate to sell? Is that what it was all about? Pray tell. Did building safety take a back seat, the steel beams inadequately fireproofed, so they could not withstand the intense heat. Have we forgotten the lessons of 9-11? All those who died and are now in heaven? Do the perpetrators of this tragedy deserve a special place in hell? But some are still alive and well in Guantanamo, this much we know. There were those more concerned about the conditions of their confinement than that they be tried in a military courtroom so justice could be served, that a tribunal would decide what they deserved. Twenty-two years later, they are still breathing in the air, while so many got sick and died in the intervening years from the toxic dust. Does that somehow seem fair? On 9-11, there were those who jumped rather than die by fire. They did not get to live their dreams and inspire the next generation because of their premature expiration. How do you make sense of the senseless? We came together then, but one wonders when will we see that again? Shame on all those who would tear us apart, who are not genuine, they do not come from their heart. Whether politicians, or members of the media, or others on either side of the aisle espousing extreme views, always up for a fight, not open to differences of opinion because they always have to be right, which makes you wrong. Isn't that their repetitive song? We do not honor those who died when we haven't even tried to get past our differences Be open to other points of view. That's something those who died are due. They gave their lives for what? And their families got to pay, to be precise, too high a price. How dare we forget? We are supposed to be there for each other. Teach our children to come together, not fight and call each other disparaging names. This is not setting an example. It's playing a sick game. Could 9-11 have been prevented? Will we ever know the answer? So many lives lost. Such incredible cost. But did anyone lose their job? Held accountable for the unthinkable? Was it a national security blunder? Don't we have a right to wonder about decisions presidents made, the role the FBI played, and the ultimate price paid? What if U.S. airline security had been more like LL? Would the terrorists have been thwarted instead of feeling rewarded with a mission complete? A horrendous feat. There were experts back then whose warnings were not heeded. Our screening system was not good enough and needed to be updated. 9-11 was not faded. We New Yorkers were told the air was safe, but that was not true. Did government officials have a clue that what they were saying was a lie? So you have to ask why again. The people in charge faced no consequences for their actions or inaction. Years later, Christy Whitman, then head of the EPA, said we did the best with what we knew at the time. Really? Affecting people's health may not be a crime, but shame on all those who misled us about what was deadly dust. If you can't breathe the air without a mask, you can trust it's not safe outside to do any task. We are still vulnerable to another terrorist attack. The Secretary of Homeland Security says the southern border is secure, but the reality is it's now an open door. Pictures don't tell lies. So how does he get away with saying that when we can see with our own eyes? Check out if that's a fact. Have we turned the border inadvertently into a welcome mat for would-be terrorists too? All it takes is a few to turn our world topsy-turvy, would you agree? A man was just four when his uncle Jimmy, who he is named for, died that day. In the annual reading of the Names of the Dead, this is what he said, reminding the politicians, quote, it should not take a tragedy to unite us because of a dereliction of duty. Unquote. Protect us from what's in store if we choose to ignore the warnings of experts who know better. But sadly, can't count on those in charge to practice prevention. There was no intervention before the 11th of September, and as a result, we will always remember.
1: See, see, that was just fantastic. I saw, found myself in tears and that's not the first time I've listened to it. Thank you so much. Things that uh you said there um I have interviewed a man named Michael Cutler. He's a retired uh special agent from INS. He actually spoke before the 9/11 commission and they made all kinds of recommendations to them about see these guys had uh, expired visas and they came in and uh none of that has been uh, taken to heart. So we have an administration now that ignores all the laws that were put in place to keep the invasion at the border down, and we see that we are at a very high risk right now. And I, when you were talking about the dust, I have a real quick question. We're going we're gonna to end this segment here pretty quick, and I apologize that it's so short, so much is going on. Did they ever test the dust? Or they just assumed it was okay?
2: I honestly don't know the answer to it, but I'm also taken by the emotions as I listen to this again. I haven't yeah. listened to it in a while. It came and from your heart. I do want to say and acknowledge since I did it that as many firefighters have now died of 9-11 related illnesses and cancers and respiratory diseases as died that day. So we need to honor those firefighters who bravely mm. went up the stairs. And 60 Minutes did a re-airing of report the day before September 11th. They all followed their orders and went upstairs and risked their own lives to save others.
1: Yeah, that's the heroes of this nation. We have many heroes across this nation. We certainly do. Cece, you're one of them. You got to keep this out there. We've got to keep asking the questions. You know, they put a warning sign on the c- cigarettes, but see, they can make money off of that, so they tax you. But did they even check? Did they even do a check on the dust? And that is something we should have asked, too. Cece, thank you. God bless you. You take care, and you come back. Thank you, and I yeah. appreciate people watching
2: and hearing Never Again Should There Be a 9-11 on YouTube. Never again.
1: Never again. Rings like a bell right now with all that's going on. Thank you. God bless you. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth and We do want to talk about... The shooting in Maine and some other things that are breaking news today. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, My Pillow. McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com All-American Market button. And always use the promo code Bethann.
1: Beyond the Battles are beauty and pictures and words that will take you to another place and time. CJ and Range Magazine have produced a line of hardbound books that should be a part of your home library. The most recent publication is Cowboys and Critters, containing unique photos of the people and animals that make up the ranching world. These beautiful books, which make fantastic gifts, have won numerous awards, such as the prestigious Wrangler Award, first place in journalism, Will Rogers Gold Medal Award. So many honors, great photos, and Wonderful poems and stories of the West. Reflections of the West, brush Strokes, and balladeers. The M-Bar, the call of the cow country. You can't resist the art and cowboy poetry books. Visit rangemagazine.com for a complete list of prices. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. That's 1-800-726-4348. Be sure to let them know Beth Ann sent you. For such a time as this, For such a time as this, Queen Esther was put in place by God to save her people. You have that same obligation now. Will you humble yourselves and pray, ask forgiveness and trust in our God to heal our land and bring America home? And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Very sobering listening to that. And this is a woman who lived through it. Um, many of them did. I mean, many of the news anchors and such, they lived through it. They were there. We're at a risk in America. And like I said last night, when they talked about what was happening in Maine and didn't know anything yet, it was, they thought it was two or three different places that the shootings took place. I thought, is it happening? Because I do fully expect. I pray it doesn't happen. I pray that I'm wrong for us to have a significant terror attack again here in the United States. And I believe it will be multiple. I don't believe it will take place in just one spot. Maybe not even in just one state. So I beg you to be prepared in every way you possibly can. So the police bulletin identified him as Robert Card. He's 40 years old. He has mental issues. And... um The first attack was in the uh, bowling alley. It says that he. It was children's bowling league night. I know Wednesdays are pretty big in bowling. I'm not a bowler, but I know if you want to go, just bowl. If a single person just go and bowl for the sake of bowling, usually they have. They'll tell you there's a league in or that night or something. And this was not a very big town. I think it was around thirty-five thousand. It's not very big. Um. He's still at large. I don't know whether they'll find him alive or not. He may have been one of those that says, oh, my gosh, what have I done, and kills himself. But I don't know. He's mentally ill, so we don't know. He was in the National Guard, and I don't understand why, when he started having these, he was hearing voices and even threatened to shoot up the National Guard. I would have thought then they should have done something about this man. But hindsight is always better than foresight. The the thing with that is, is we don't seem to learn from the hindsight, just like 9-11. You know, Michael Cutler's told us over and over again how they went before the commission that was supposed to be investigating what happened on 9-11, but nothing ever got done. We have laws to secure our borders, but the administration that is in power right now is breaking those laws. You've got to understand, they are breaking the law, and we are at risk. Millions of people, over 7 million have come in, and we already had a bunch of them here. We don't know who they are. We know they've already captured, they've stopped several terrorists. How many got through? I mean, that's that's spit in the bucket when you're talking about 9 million people. And then we see it happening all over the globe. All over the globe. People calling for the genocide of another people. Probably the smallest group of people in the world. (laughs) At least the land they own is. And they claim they stole it from someone else. Then you go back and read a little bit. About every land got stolen from someone. I think that's why they hate us around here. Most of it was inhabitable. Is Is that how you say that? Inhabitable? But yes, there were people that lived here. America needs to wake up. Be praying, my friends. Be praying. Well, the House Republicans, they now have, they have a speaker. Not only do they have a speaker, but they got the speaker on a unanimous vote. Everybody voted for him. Everybody. (laughs) Well, this is coming from, uh, Life Site News. And I have another one from Life News that they are pro, um, life groups. And he is a pro-life group. They call him pro-life anti-woke Mike. (laughs) And he is the new speaker. And um, it said, Once described as a stalwart conservative and pro-life champion, pro-family champion, he succeeds Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House of Representatives. And they say that he will be a great one. And let's hope that he is. Let's hope that he is. Now, I had watched, we didn't know who this man was, but we had watched some of the hearings and some of the questionings of Mayorkas and, uh, and others that were under scrutiny by the Congress, by the House of Representatives. And there was a gentleman representative who really, really, really went after Mayorkas and Garland. And somebody replayed that last night. I believe it, it was Greg uh, Kelly. And guess who that was? That was the new Speaker of the House. And I mean he went after them. And he set Mayorkas back on his heels and Garland, too. They were caught lying. And he told them, you're caught lying. We know what information you're giving us, and we know that it is a lie. So let's hope. That he doesn't get trapped into the elite rhino Republicans. I don't think he will. I think he will stand strong. But I don't know him. Never heard of him before. But we did see that man, and I didn't know who he was when he was interrogating them. I'm going to call it an interrogation. He did very well. He's not one of the Ivy Leaguers, okay? So if you'll remember, I told you a week or so ago that I thought that McCarthy was probably behind sabotaging some of these appointees, these nominees, I should say, not appointees. Well, Gates was interviewed by Steve Bannon on the war room and he said, yes, he was. It says, um, he says Louisiana Republican representative Mike Johnson has, ele- was elected speaker of the house yesterday had a vote of 220 to 209. Of course, the 220 were the Republicans, the 209 were the Democrats. But on the War Room podcast, Matt Gates says he detailed how it happened and how McCarthy tried to torpedo Johnson's bid. So Gates said that after Emmer bowed out, freshman Representative Mark Molinaro from New York stood up at the microphone and said, instead of restarting this whole process and having candidate forum and sending everyone home for a good cry, let's just take a non-binding poll on where people would be on the person who came in second. That person was, of course, Johnson. So Gates said that Representative Elise Stefanik objected to that idea saying it was against House rules. But brilliantly, Mark Molorano said, Then I move for a unanimous consent that the rules be waived and we take a poll on whether or not Mike Johnson could be our speaker nominee. Gates continued as he explained, And guess who objects to the unanimous consent request? Kevin McCarthy. So he said Kevin McCarthy worked behind the scenes to knife pres- the previous, he was the previous House leader, and he tries to knife them all. He went after Scalise behind their back. He went after Jim Jordan behind their back. And I suspected that was going along, going on all the time. I thought maybe McHenry was in on, it too. He says, they were promising people hearings on their favorite legislation passage of bills. I heard people promise, oh, maybe we'll get a chairmanship. And, And the play was for McCarthy to return as speaker and Jim Jordan to be deputy speaker. Gates continued. And that would have been debasing to Jordan, someone I like a great deal. And it would have been empowering to McCarthy, which he doesn't like. And I don't like McCarthy either. But I thought this was interesting that Gates comes out and says that, yep, McCarthy was undermining it all, stabbing people in the back, trying to take care of things himself. And it's interesting, isn't it? Now, they've already made a vote. And I think this is interesting. Time will tell. Remember what I said? Everybody was mad at Gates. He caused such chaos. Was it really chaos? Did you have trouble sleeping at night because we didn't have a Speaker of the House? It's kind of like when they shut the government down. Is that really a problem for the rest of us? Nobody loses anything. It's just on hold. It's no big deal. What is a big deal is how much they put at stake that they put at stake about making money for the, for the party, not saving money for the people. I found that appalling. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Much more to talk about. We'll be right back. That's preparewithbethann.com.
4: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets, but up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I've finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own the first night you sleep on my sheets you'll never want to sleep on anything else
1: the Giza dream sheets are available in a variety of colors and like all of mike's products they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty right now you can get your very own by calling 1-800-978-6168 and use the promo code bethann to get 30 percent off plus
5: free shipping
1: have returned you're listening to csc talk radio this is beth ann well this is uh part of the little speech that uh johnson made when he became speaker of the house says speaker from the speaking from the house after a unanimous gop vote the first since 2011 johnson spoke to the chamber about his belief in god's plan for his life and for the lives of his fellow lawmakers I want to tell all my colleagues here that I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in the matter like this. Now, stop and think about the vote, how that vote came to be when I just got through reading that from Gates. He said, I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is very clear that God is in, is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you. All of us. And I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. I'm going to add, for such a time as this, this is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country. And they deserve it and to ensure that our republic remains standing as the great beacon of light and hope and freedom in a world that is desperately needs it. Perhaps God has chosen this man. One of the very first votes they had here was a resolution backing Israel, and only one republican voted against it. And nine of... The other votes were from the anti-Semitic squad. Thomas Massey from Kentucky was the lone Republican lawmaker to vote against the resolution backing Israel and condemning Hamas, citing an open-ended declaration of military support and unaffordable foreign aid commitments. Now, I don't disagree with him on some of that. He says, I condemn the barbaric act attack on Israel and I affirm Israel's right to defend itself. However, I will not be voting for resolution 771 today. He goes on to say that calls for sanctions and sovereign countries. It's one thing he disagrees with. It's a prelude to war. He thinks that those actions will cause war. Well, we're in war right now, my friend. <laughs> we are in war right now. It contains an open-ended promise of military support. This is so broad that it could be interpreted to commit U.S. soldiers to the conflict. U.S. troops should be engaged in this conflict, should not be engaged in this conflict, he added. We're already being attacked. Our U.S. troops are already being attacked over there. Now, the mainstream media is not telling you that. So I agree and disagree with him at the same time, if that's even possible. I can respect what he's saying. Patriots, we should say never again and mean it. My parents... And many of you are younger than me. Perhaps your parents, grandparents or great-grandparents witnessed the World War II and witnessed the Holocaust. Tin Boom was one of those families, not Jewish, but sent to the uh, sent to the prisons that they had, the camps, because they were caught saving and hiding. Jews. What would you do today? Do you have a Jewish neighbor that you would hide? What about a Christian neighbor? These rising up in the squad and across this nation, Joe Biden, they claim that they're Catholics. They claim that they're Christians, but they're not. They are not because they hate the Christian faith. They hate what Christians stand for, life. They love abortion. They love death. Democrats are the party of death. I begin to think that's what the D stands for. They keep lying to you about things. Abortion isn't about the, you know, we were told, it's about the, the life of the mother. It's not. It never has really been. If if, if that was the case, none of us would rise up against it because that's only like a point zero zero one percent Nobody would question a mom who thought she was going to lose her life. It was told she would lose her life. But I know there have been many mothers who were told that and chose the life of their child. Democrat Party doesn't choose life. Hamas doesn't choose life. Hezbollah doesn't choose life. Those opposing and wanting to annihilate a sect of people called the Israel's people, the Jews, they don't appreciate and respect life. Just death. All right, moving on to something absurd here, as if that's not absurd enough. Patriots should not allow this. Now, I have, a, I have a, an article from the National Pulse that is now saying one in four Americans believe that patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save our country. What is it? I don't remember if it's Benjamin Franklin or Thomas Jefferson said that liberty requires the blood from time to time. We don't want this. We also don't want an attack on this country. We don't want this. The ACLU now has come out and said that uh, Trump is being mistreated. This gag order is wrong. No matter what you believe or don't believe of this man, he should be allowed to say whatever. And I believe he should be, too. Now, for the really absurd thing, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. He claims he could make a great president. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He'd be another Bill Clinton chasing around little interns in the White House. He believes that our country will eventually start allowing presidents, even if they're foreign citizens like him. Patriots should never allow this. There's a reason that's in there, my friends. Right now we have too many foreign people that are in the House of Representatives and in the Senate. And it is causing chaos. They are the party of death. That's who they are. The death squad. Do you really want one of them as president? Seems to me like we did have one. I think his name was Barack Hussein Obama. That is my belief. I do not have proof. But from his actions and the things that he did, he was not America first. And we have lots that we're saving for tomorrow. There's just so much going on, and hopefully, they will have this murderer, this shooter, have him caught by then or find him as having committed suicide somewhere along the side of a road or in the woods. Pray for these people. They're hurting, they're questioning, they're in shock. I pray for those who are doing the search because they're in danger if he is still out there shooting. My friends, patriots are needed in this country. Can we rise up and be that of our founding fathers? Some of you probably have that blood flowing through your veins. I claim that I do, even though it was kind of divided, you know, separated. But it's time for us to stand up and remember and to ask and bring America
6: Or send an email to beth at com.
1: What if things were made in America again?